2: Today on the Morning Edition, temperatures this low aren't just dangerous, but they can be deadly, especially for those living on the streets. How the municipality is looking to help and education funding, agriculture, cost of living. These are all topics covered at the governor's state of the state address. We have a wrap up from Juneau. And later, brace yourself for a tearjerker as two elementary school students get the surprise of a lifetime when their dad comes home from serving overseas as the morning edition starts now. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for waking up. Joining us here on a Wednesday. I had to get my day straight halfway
3: in the week and we're waking up this morning (laughs) to not only some bitter cold, but we do have some freezing fog that's beginning to settle into South Central. Uh, That certainly is going to uh, prove difficult at times on those roadways. And you can see this is uh, looking through Midtown. You can see uh, limited visibility this morning as you step outside. Uh, We've got those temperatures uh, continuing to drop well below zero as we start off the morning. Uh, You can see those temperatures sitting at the airport at three below. Just about uh, 10 to 15 minutes ago, the airport did drop to about 10 below uh, This morning, which is the coldest that the airport has been since about 2022. Thankfully, the winds are calm uh, as that freezing fog continues to settle into South Central. Don't be surprised if we see that temperature climb just a few more degrees, uh, but it is a cold start uh, to the day. One below in Merrill Field, 10 below in Campbell Creek. Uh, Jay Bear sitting at zero degrees this morning, while Eagle River, uh, as well as Ship Creek, seeing those temperatures anywhere from 5 to about 10 below uh, to start off your uh, Wednesday morning. Even colder across the rest of South Central. we got some 20 belows as you head into the valley. Uh, You can see out towards Talkeetna, 22 below, Kenai, 26 below. Uh, Even seeing as far south as Homer, those temperatures dropping below zero as we start off the morning. Uh, We've got some single-digit temperatures from Seward out towards Cordova. Some lingering snow is with us out towards uh, eastern parts of Prince William Sound. But for the most part, uh, we're already beginning to see uh, many areas, if not all of south-central, seeing those drier conditions. So the biggest impact today will be that freezing fog. So take it easy on the roadways, particularly out towards River Bridge where you uh, tend to see that pea soup fog that uh, forms during this time of the year you can see visibility in Anchorage down to three miles uh, down to nine miles in Talkeetna not everyone is seeing that freezing fog this morning uh, so be prepared for that sudden drop-off in visibility as you get out uh, on the roadways and that freezing fog will likely stay with us through at least uh, 10 to 11 a.m. if not near noon and notice these temperatures today we may not even make it near zero degrees at the airport should we stay below zero today this will be the first time that the airport uh, has seen a a high staying below zero since 2017 i'll have more details on that and that snow uh, forecast that we have heading into next week i'll have all of those details
4: coming up we talk a lot about north of the future but many of our laws our regulations our practices and our attitudes unfortunately say something different
2: North to the future, the motto becoming the focus of Governor Mike Dunleavy's State of the State Address. The governor used the opportunity to tie the state motto into the context of his plans for education, public safety, lowering energy costs, and also hinting at a full permanent fund dividend for Alaskans. In this morning's top story, political reporter Steve Kirch reports from Juneau on how the mission statement came with a question from lawmakers.
5: Governor Mike Dunleavy asked lawmakers if it's no to the future or, as the state's model says, north to the future during his State of the
4: State address. For far too long, the drumbeat for more money in the BSA has drowned out nearly every other conversation.
5: With education dominating the session, as the governor laid out his State of the State, his priorities moved away from the base student allocation. Even as the House majority proposing a $300 per student increase, while others in the House minority and some in the Senate majority still want to see a $1,400 BSA. The
4: conversation always seems to begin and end only with money. As long as the conversation is only focused on money, it's difficult to discuss improving outcomes.
5: Instead, the governor focused his priorities on more charter schools and using five to $15,000 bonuses depending on where they teach. Language for both, including letting the state school board okay charter schools and bonuses, is currently in the House bill. It will also strengthen our ability to recruit and retain them in a highly competitive world. The governor also defended his use of executive orders. Parting them in terms of standing up to what he called special interests and the federal government's overreach.
4: We can and we will continue to defend our rights against the federal administration that has taken 56 executive actions against Alaska in the past three years. And if allowed to stand, these actions will turn Alaska into nothing more than a giant snow globe with no future other than a place on a shelf.
5: The governor also wants lawmakers to increase public safety funding for more state troopers and more village public safety
4: officers. My proposed budget funds another 10 VPSOs plus salary increases. Speaking to energy, the governor says he'll introduce legislation to eliminate
5: tariffs on the rail belt system and improve Cook Inlet natural gas production.
4: Whether it's coal, natural gas, advanced nuclear, or our abundant renewable resources, We must pursue every opportunity to secure affordable and sustainable supplies for Alaska. And finally, featuring a
5: Government Hill subway worker, the governor committed to fighting for what he calls a full permanent
4: fund dividend. And it benefits the working families of Alaska.
5: Education funding was on lawmakers' minds as they reacted to the nearly 50-minute speech. The thing I guess I would say is, if you want to be pro-family, then one thing I would suggest is very important for families is a great educational system. And I think we all agree on that.
2: Fully agree with when the governor was speaking about we need to stop talking about the money and about outcome.
5: Now, the House bill does include a BSA increase, and senators are asking for that as well. So we will see where that conversation goes in the upcoming days. Now, just remember, the governor did not mention a BSA increase during his speech. Reporting for the Morning Edition in Juneau, Steve Kirch, Alaska's news source.
2: As for energy policy, as for energy policy in his State of the State address, Dunleavy told lawmakers he wants to use grant money from the Alaska Energy Authority to pay for more renewable energy resources from Homer to Fairbanks. He also wants to use part of the Alaska Housing Finance Corporation's $48 million in dividend monies to pay for a first-time home buyer's mortgage down payment assistance program. And as the governor laid out his policy vision, multiple Alaskans were honored inside the state capitol, one of them, Wrangell Mayor Patty Gilbert. (laughs) Dunleavy honoring Gilbert, pausing to remember not only the lone survivor of the deadly landslide there last year, Christina Florschetz, but the six people lost in that slide, including Christina's husband Otto. And the entire Heller family, Timothy and Beth Heller, and their three children, Kara, Mara, and Derek. And you can read his state of the state in full for yourself. The story is live right now on Source.com, or you can check it out on the Alaska's News Source mobile app. An update now on a pedestrian hit by a car while crossing C Street Tuesday morning. He died after being taken to the hospital with life-threatening injuries. His name is not being released until his family has been notified. Charges have been filed and the driver is cooperating with police. Well, temperatures in Anchorage have been cold, dangerously cold. And because of that, the fire department and others are stepping in, trying to help those who don't have a warm place to take shelter. Lex like Shelverton tells us what the municipality is doing
1: during this cold snap under the current public health and safety declaration it's advising the anchorage fire department and other agencies to bring vulnerable individuals and those experiencing homelessness to designated warming centers across the anchorage area it's dangerous to be out in cold conditions, especially you know prolonged cold exposure. Lexi Trainer, the public information officer with AFD, says current temperatures are putting those experiencing homelessness at an elevated risk. Here at the Anchorage Fire Department, we have been receiving 911 calls related to people who have been undergoing prolonged exposure during this, this cold snap, and so you know we've been responding to these calls and assessing these individuals, and sometimes the need isn't necessarily a hospital, but rather one of these. Workers. Warming shelters. AFD did not have specific numbers for how many people have been brought to warming locations, but it says crews have seen an increase in calls related to cold weather and exposure. At the same time, Alexis Johnson, Anchorage's housing and homeless coordinator, says AFD and other agencies are now able to bring those vulnerable individuals to the former Solid Waste Services building, the former Golden Lion Hotel, the Aviator Hotel, and other municipal buildings for warmth and other resources. Now under the emergency declaration, we've opened up 90 spaces citywide. um, And now we have an opportunity for Anchorage Fire Department, Anchorage Police Department, our Anchorage Safety Patrol, our Anchorage Health Department outreach workers and community providers to have a place to bring people. the declaration is in place, the municipality says it will be working on filling warming facilities and educating the public as temperatures continue to stay below zero. We're just advising everyone and anyone who's heat insecure to, you know, find a warm place to stay, whether that be a municipal shelter or not. Over the weekend and on Monday night, there were 21 of the max 30 people using warming services at the former SWS building and 19 of 30 at the Aviator Hotel. There are lower numbers at the former Golden Lion Hotel, according to the municipality. Our hearts go out to every single one of these individuals who is experiencing that and if they need a ride to one of these shelters, I mean that's what the Anchorage Fire Department, especially at the you know, the request of the mayor, is currently available for. AFD and the Anchorage Health Department are recommending to call 311 or 911 if anyone is in serious need of help getting warm during this cold snap. Lex Yelverton, Alaska's news source. Pets, drugs,
2: and lost jobs are just a few reasons that people can't find permanent housing in Anchorage. This week, the point-in-time count is underway. It started Monday and ends tomorrow. Every community in the United States that wants federal aid is performing the count of people experiencing homelessness. HUD reported roughly 650,000 people or about 20 of every 10,000 people in the U.S. were experiencing homelessness last year. Today is the uh, point-in-time count. This is a HUD-mandated count that happens every year. Uh, Everyone in the United States uh, is going to be performing a count of people experiencing homelessness in their community. The numbers are due to HUD by March and expected to be released to the Anchorage Assembly and the public sometime in April. $6.4 $6.4 million is headed to Alaska to help with homelessness assistance, according to the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, which announced more than $3 billion in federal funding for that mission to 7,000 communities across the country. HUD's Continuum of Care program is designed to help expand housing and service availability and projects for people experiencing homelessness, including survivors of domestic violence, dating violence, stalking, and sexual assaults. The Anchorage Continuum of Care program will receive more than $4.3 And AK-501, the Alaska balance of state COC, will see more than $2 million. We're still ahead on the morning edition. This record snow leads to yet another roof collapse. We've got details after the break. Plus, we talk to the pros about when and how to go about getting the snow cleared.
3: Bitter cold stays with us across the state. We're going to see even colder conditions in the days ahead. I'll have more on that. First, sunrise, 922, sunset, 503, sitting at 7 hours and 41 minutes of daylight.
2: Good morning, everyone. On this Wednesday, hope your day is off to a great start. Let's get a check of weather. What to expect today, Aaron? You mentioned some fog uh, in our forecast this morning.
3: Yeah, that freezing fog likely going to stay with us for at least the next five to seven hours. So take it easy on the roadways, uh, certainly seeing those clearer skies, which is allowing for the formation of that freezing fog. Uh, With the end of that snow that has finally come to an end across South Central, we're sitting at 104.9 inches, uh, which is the snowiest year to date. Now, uh, looking at the bottom, Bottom three numbers. These are the top three snowiest years ever recorded. You can see 2011, 2012 uh, came in at 134.5 inches. Uh, this year is only 26.9, uh, 20, uh, about 26 inches away uh, from achieving, or 29 inches, I should say, from achieving that. So that kind of gives you an idea of just how much more snowfall we need uh, before the end of the season before, uh, to see that uh, top snowiest year on record. Currently seeing a snow depth of 37 inches, which we did reach on January uh, 29th. We saw back-to-back days. Uh, with that snow depth sitting at 37 inches. The last time Anchorage saw that was back in the 50s, 1959 uh, to be exact. So we're talking about a wild winter year across uh, not only south central, but even out towards southeast where we're watching another round of some rain and snow uh, that's going to impact the region. Ketchikan, really the southern inner channel, seeing some heavier rainfall Uh, further north. We're talking about the possibility for some of that heavier snow uh, to build into the region. 7 to 14 inches could be expected for some parts uh, of the panhandle. Notice. Some light snow continues out towards uh, areas of Bristol Bay, southwest Alaska, even as you head through uh, areas just east of the Yukon Delta. That snow is gradually tapering off. Uh, we've seen most of the accumulation through the overnight hours, but that winter weather advisory is still in place for some blowing snow. Uh, just to the north of that, we've got that wind chill advisory. That's for wind chill readings as low uh, as negative 55 degrees. And of course, we're certainly seeing that this morning when it comes to that bitter cold. Uh, you can see it feels like 49 below. Uh, in Galena, 47 below in Unalakleet, 49 below in McGrath. The winter here, though, uh, when it comes to that bitter, bitter cold is uh, Kotzebue, uh, where it feels like 50 below. Out towards southeast, you can see uh, those temperatures are wind chills sitting in the teens and the 20s as we begin to tap into some of that colder uh, air. So here across south-central through the day, some freezing fog stays with us. Windchill readings likely will stay anywhere from 10 to 15 below through most of the day, and we're going to struggle uh, to break zero degrees into the afternoon hours. We are are going to stay largely on the drier side for mainland Alaska. Uh, any of the active weather stays out over the open waters uh, just south of the Aleutians and of course we're going to continue to watch uh, that incoming snowfall for southeast. I'll have more details on that coming up uh, in the next few minutes but uh, we're going to continue to hold on to the active weather out west and for southeast while mainland Alaska is, uh, largely as a whole uh, sees the bitter cold and drier conditions uh, as we close out this week. So for today across south central windy near Seward, Kodiak seeing some breeze uh, four below in Kenai, two below in Soldotna. Uh, through Prince William Sound, we'll see those temperatures break into the teens today. Uh, 11 below in Golcana with those overnight lows dropping back to about 29 uh, below by tomorrow morning. Notice the valley today seeing those temperatures anywhere from about 5 to 15 below uh, for your afternoon high. Be prepared for some freezing fog. If you're heading into the city uh, and crossing over Kinnick River Bridge, you certainly want to take it slow uh, this morning as you will encounter some of that possibility for uh, significantly reduced uh, visibility. Freezing fog stays with us likely through the end of the week. Notice those temperatures uh, staying below zero, even cold on Friday morning where we're going to see locations across South Central uh, anywhere from about 15 to 30 below. We do warm into the weekend though, 16 degrees by Sunday with a chance for some snow. It's
2: going to feel nice. All right. Thanks, Aaron. Well, here in Anchorage, the city saw yet another roof collapse. Fire department officials say no one was inside the commercial warehouse in the Taku Campbell neighborhood. Joe has another It's
6: definitely concerning for me. Uh, um just seeing all the roofs fall down. Relief.
0: That's the reaction of the Winterproof Roofing Team. Describing the 16 roof collapses in Anchorage since last winter that haven't been fatal. And part of that may be the efforts being made to clear roofs across the city.
6: We're extremely busy right now. We're doing about two, three jobs a day, um, six days a week. Um, People call us from 5 o'clock in the morning all the way until 9 o'clock at night.
0: While the city hasn't reported any residential roof collapses this year, it's recommended that people consider removing snow to reduce weight on residential and commercial structures.
6: Some people are calling us saying that they're like all really desperate to get on our our schedule like right away and we tell them like we're a week or two booked out and they're like oh man really
0: some of the roof collapses in anchorage since last winter involve wood truss framing that was constructed in the 1990s and earlier according to official counts the roof that collapsed over the ace delivery and moving in the taku campbell area earlier this month was built with wood truss framing structural engineers with the municipality of anchorage say anyone with that style of roof should not be in the building Unless the snow is removed. The roof that collapsed on Tuesday morning happened in the same neighborhood.
5: The last two years we've definitely got more than I've seen in a long time and uh, some some buildings just can't handle it and it's uh, It's definitely taking a toll on some.
0: The city says there are warning signs for collapse. Those include sagging, noises such as creaking, popping, or cracking coming from the roof, doors that used to open freely jamming or getting stuck, and ice dams forming at the edge of roofs. Those are signs that a roof might need clearing right away.
6: A lot of other people are more concerning about the ice damming. I guess they're having leaking. Um, The leaking's causing uh, drywall damage, and uh, that's the biggest concern. Joe Kadat, Alaska's
0: News Source.
2: People working in the neighborhood that saw the collapse have called the risks associated with heavy snow loads a game of roof roulette. But you can help improve your odds by getting these types of roofs cleared as soon as possible. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Click subscribe so you can get the latest podcasts from Alaska's News Source automatically. And stay up to date with breaking news and in-depth reporting available for free 24-7 with the Alaska's News Source app.